Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the FitLife Project podcast. So today's episode, there's no special guest, it's just me flying solo. And I wanted to speak about a pretty important topic, um, you know, especially in today's society. And that is toxic masculinity. Um, you know, I've seen the, the memes all over social media there over the last week or two of Will Smith crying. And, and the thoughts that any man crying could be turned into a, a meme or, you know, to be made a joke out of it. It's It shows exactly where we are in today's society. And, you know, although we have come very far, you know, in the last couple of decades, it shows that we still have a long, long way to go because something as simple as that or people sharing that can just send out a message that, you know, it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to show vulnerability and it's not okay to show emotion. You know, so I think it's important to to highlight that it is very much normal. Um, toxic masculinity is a thing and, you know, something that needs to be talked about and discussed. So before we really get into it, what does the term toxic masculinity mean? And um, so it more or less refers to kind of harmful behavior uh, attitudes commonly associated with men. So you think about, you know, the, the feeling or the need to repress emotions especially during stressful situations and um, the need to always feel like you have to act in an aggressive way, a dominant way to to be on top of your shit, to, you know, be the provider, to be the pillar and, um, you know, all them things. And, and it's the pressure that comes along with all that. And a lot of it comes from tradition. You know, if you go back 50, 60 years you know, the, th- the thoughts of men crying or showing that vulnerability was nearly unheard of. As I said, we are getting slightly better, but it's still very much there. And, you know, there's lots of different forms of masculinity. Um, you know, sometimes masculinity can manifest itself through toxic behavior, uh, toxic social circles. It can lead to, you know, violence. It can mean that, you know, men might be homophobic, they might be sexist, whatever it is, like they're all forms of toxic masculinity. But what I want to speak about today is kind of more so our opinion of ourselves and what we expect of ourselves and what we will allow ourselves to feel, think and do. So, you know, more speaking about the the mental health aspect of masculinity and how we view it all. And, you know, let me start by just saying uh, a little quick story about myself. It was, you know, about six, seven, eight months ago. It was pre-Christmas um, 2019. I was super busy with work. I had a lot going on. I just, I had a couple of different things happening at once. I wasn't sleeping great. And I was always like, I'm very much vocal in the sense that I will tell everyone to stay on top of yourself. You know, treat yourself, number one. Take time off if you need it. If you can't be prioritizing yourself everything and everyone else in your life is going to suffer but I didn't put that into practice myself so you know I was doing crazy amount of hours at work felt I was under a lot of stress and um, but I thought I was handling it so I never said anything you know I, I knew um my fiance Safra was suffering with her own anxiety and stuff so I kind of was like oh I'll be fine I'll be fine I'm not gonna say anything to anyone and uh, that eventually manifested itself one day where you know I was in the car with with Safra and I had been feeling a little bit like just down, didn't really know why. And then I think she just asked me, was I okay or something? And I just burst into tears, like couldn't couldn't control it. It was just like this huge wave of emotion just came over me. And 
you know, it was just sort of let it all out that I was feeling under pressure between work and providing for the family and being there for her because she's going through her mental health stuff and, you know, not wanting to look weak, I guess. And I realized that all of the stuff that I'm telling my clients and that I'm preaching about with mental health, I wasn't actually following it myself. And after speaking to her for, you know, 20 minutes and just getting it all off my chest, like it was like this weight was lifted all of a sudden. And again, you know, I'm not going to go into the, the ins and outs of that too much because a lot of it was stuff that that isn't overly that important. The, the main thing is just that I let it accumulate over time and it just built up in me. But the point I'm getting at is that unknown to myself, and I'm someone that's very vocal about this, but unknown to myself, I was, you know, I was, I was practicing tox- toxic masculinity because... I wasn't open up and I was telling myself I could handle it when obviously I couldn't, you know, and I learned a massive lesson for that, that if you, if I start to feel things snowball a little bit now, I do speak out and I do talk to her and, you know, I realise that I'm not bulletproof and that it is okay to just kind of reach out, whether it's calling a mate and just having a little bit of a rant or speaking to your, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. But yeah, it's okay to do that. Um and once I did that again, it was a huge weight lifted and I felt great after and I was able to then sort of prioritize things and deal with things one at a time and just get through everything and everything was great. So, you know, for me, one of the the biggest aspects of this toxic masculinity is that idea that we can't open up and that we can't share. And, you know, even when we're aware of it, we still don't do it. It's nearly like this thing where you have to be constantly aware of it and constantly switched on. And checking yourself and, you know, auditing yourself. Am I doing okay? Um, But, you know, there's a reason why men are four times more likely to commit suicide. And why the numbers are so high is because we don't do it enough and we don't speak about it. And then you see things in the social media, in the world of social media, like I mentioned, you see a meme of Will Smith crying. And, you know, there's some captions and jokes attached to it. And it's like the message that sends out is that, fuck, it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to show emotion. It's not okay to be vulnerable. Um, so, you know, that's something that the more we speak about it, the more aware we become. And, you know, hopefully we start to change people's mindsets about that. And, you know, I'm lucky in the sense that um, I've got a couple, I've got a, a circle of really close friends, you know, five, six guys that are constantly checking on each other. And if if they think there's anything up, they'll, you know, they'll give a call. Or, you know, I'll give a call to them and if you're, if there's anything, you know, you feel like something is just out of the ordinary or they're feeling a bit down, give a call, check up on them. And it's amazing how effective that is and how once you're willing to speak up and open up how things, you know, these problems can be shared and these problems aren't as big as we're manifesting them to be in our heads. Um, but I realized that a lot of people don't have that. You know, I had it and I didn't use it. Going back towards the end of last year, now I do use it. Uh, I'll open up if there's something I need to speak about. But I think for a lot of guys out there, they're afraid of the judgment. They're afraid of, you know, what will my mates think if I tell them, you know, I'm feeling a bit down? What will my family think? What will, you know, my rugby team think or my football team think? And the reality of it is that whatever you're feeling, statistics will show that other people in your circle will have gone through that before or will be currently going through it also. And we tend to put this brave face on, but we have to start opening up to each other a little bit more. So, you know, for me, the the biggest thing of this, this term toxic masculinity is that 
language we're using with ourselves that we're telling ourselves it's not okay to cry and it's not okay to be vulnerable and it's not okay to show emotion and that has to change and you know I include myself in that it's it's a work in progress all the time but you know if there's any guys out listening to this I want you to ask yourself them questions as well when is the last time you showed emotion when is the last time you allowed yourself to be vulnerable when is the last time you've reached out for help when is the last time you've realized that you're actually fucking human and that it's okay to get down and it's okay to let out a couple of tears and it's okay to vent and by the way that doesn't just go for guys because I know there's a lot of uh, women out there that experience the exact same emotions and they might be you know they might be the breadwinner of their family or they might be the rock in their family or they might be single moms and it's important for anyone no matter what your circumstances if you're feeling anything to open up and speak out and to use them support systems around you so you know we know from you know research and from the figures that men are much less likely to seek mental health services compared to females and probably one of the main factors that contributes to that is these masculinity norms Uh, i think we especially need to be aware of all of this with regards to our kids and how our kids look at us. Um, you know, obviously a huge amount of how we look at ourselves and masculinity comes from tradition. It comes from the way we might have been raised. It comes from, as I said, our social circles growing up. And I get that and that's fine. And I know the world is changing and growing and progressing all the time. But like, you know, you imagine being a young boy, you're crying over a... A heartbreak, you broke up your your high school sweetheart as such and you feel like it's the end of the world and, you know, imagine then being told to man up instead of someone asking you, what's wrong? How do you feel? What's making you cry? What can we do to help? So, you know, when feelings are dismissed and and then you repeatedly hear things like man up, don't cry, this and that, um, a young person learns to avoid expressing the real feelings and they begin to bottle up sadness all the time. And over time, that behavior leads to really dysfunctional emotional expression. And that eventually can lead to depression, which is obviously a very serious and very real uh, illness. And the unfortunate cycle of this is that when that young boy then grows up after absorbing all this negativity portrayed by others and, you know, they'll raise their own kids the same way. You know, society will dictate that the boys are are raised to believe in strength, confidence, success, composure. Um, all these elements of being a man that that are ingrained into us through our society. So, you know, really it's up to us. It's up to us to change the dialogue a little bit, you know, question ourselves more, um, reach out more, be more aware. I think self-awareness is such a huge thing. Um, recognizing the triggers, recognizing, you know, the cues, how we're feeling, being on top of it. And then, you know, when it comes to having kids and and raising our own kids, that it's more about teaching and openness and knowledge. And, and, you know, when it comes to our own kids and raising our own kids, that we're being the role models and our kids are seeing us being open. So they see that's normal. Um, You know, you think about when we lecture our kids, when our kids do something wrong, we might put them on the bowl step. And, you know, we've done that. We've done the whole bowl step with, with our little one. Um, but when you take a step back and you think what are we really teaching our kids here so we send them into the bowl corner or the bowl step and get them to sit there and we tell them I don't want to hear you crying and you know I don't want to hear it anymore so we're really telling them to bottle up their feelings and to bottle up their emotions 
um, and then we're just expecting them to come back and say sorry. Um, you know, in reality, all that child is doing is expressing themselves. So maybe, you know, I know every circumstance is different as always. I'm not saying there's any right or wrong way to do this, but I'm just saying, you know, have the conversation and just take that step back and think about it a little more. How can we teach our kids not to bottle up emotions? How can we teach our kids not to bottle up feelings? How do we teach our kids not to suppress these emotions? And I had that conversation with Safra before with regards to Lexi, like, should we stop doing the bold steps? Should we try and actually have a dialogue with her a little bit more and find out exactly what she's feeling instead of just sending her away to sit on a step and come back when you stop crying kind of a thing? And again, I'm not saying I'm right about this. I'm just saying it's a conversation sometimes that it's worth having and it's worth having a look at it. And even by doing that, we're taking steps in the right direction. You know, in my own lifetime, I've had, you know, two friends commit suicide. I've had um, a cousin lost to suicide and people up and down the country are losing others to to suicide and right across the world for that matter, you know, every single day. And again, as I said, men are four times more likely to take their own life than women. And you can't help but feel that, you know, this pressure we put on ourselves is a huge part of that. So like you're really talking about life and death situations here. We're talking about something that is so common, you know, in depression and anxiety and men, something that is so common. The fact that the figures show that men are less likely to reach out to mental health services, men are less likely to reach out for any sort of help. They're less likely to talk. They're less likely to open up. And, you know, if if every person listening to this podcast could just take one thing from it, it's to try and coax your friend or your partner, your brother, your dad, your uncle, whatever it is, to just open up and dig for that emotion because when you release it and when you speak, it makes a huge difference. I can't overstate that enough. It makes a huge difference just sometimes to get it off your chest. And yes, I'm aware that there's situations where talking alone won't help. Medication is needed. I'm not a professional on any of this. This is all, you know, my considered opinion and my experience. So I want you guys to remember that. But having that conversation and getting them to open up can be powerful and it can be the catalyst needed for any man or woman to start getting help or to start putting a plan in place to get help. And, you know, like I always say, once you take that first step in any journey, whatever it is, you know, reaching your goals, recovering from a mental health illness, whatever it is, once you start taking that first step, it's easier to take the second step and it's easier to take the third step because you start seeing a trajectory and you start seeing a path and a plan of how you're going to get to your end goal. You don't need to know the whole journey. You don't need to know what step five, six and seven is. All you need to do is take that next step every step of the way. So, you know, it's so important to just take that from the podcast today if you're listening. And, um, you know, as I said already, it, it helped me massively last year and my problems weren't even that big. My problems were minuscule compared to what some people are going through. So, you know, I can only imagine how some people are feeling day to day. And, you know, if if you're going through something and you're listening today, please pick up the phone and talk to someone, you know, text a friend, call a friend, check in on each other. And then um, I know that you're not alone. I know that. It's completely normal. We we all kind of go through it at some stage or another. And I'm a big believer in that too, by the way. I don't think any of us escape this world without, you know, getting depressed at some stage or feeling extremely anxious at some stage. And, 
you know, a lot of us just don't speak about it. And that's the problem. And it's part of the stigma. And um, that stigma is slowly lifting, but it's too slow. You know, there's still that bit of a stigma attached to any uh, issues with mental health. Um, and that needs to just be eradicated completely. Um, so, you know, if you are someone that's listening today, please just take that from the podcast and reach out, talk to someone. And you know what sometimes helps more than anything else? Have a good fucking cry. <laughs> like I said, um, always remember growing up, my my grandfather, my mum's dad, he was a crier. Like you say goodbye to him when you're leaving the house and he'd be in tears. Um, and I always kind of, not wondered about it, but I always kind of seen, oh, that's, you know, you don't often see men. And for him to do it, because he's like, he was old school, you know, he was, he died years back and he was, you know, late 80s. So for, for someone of that generation to be so openly emotional, I wish I was the age I was now to actually talk to him about it. But um, yeah, it was it was great to see. Um, and I guess there's probably not enough of that. So what I would say to guys is it shows strength to be vulnerable. It shows strength to admit that you need some help. It shows real strength to admit that you're not okay and to reach out that hand and, and look for assistance in any shape or form. And, you know, you, me, anyone should not be one bit embarrassed about having to do that because I mentioned before in another episode, we're living in a society today where these societal norms are so high. There's so much pressure. There's this, you know, the checklist of stuff that we supposedly should have done by a certain age, you know, by the house, by the car, etc., etc. Um, societal norms that don't mean shit at the end of the day. Um, that's, that's the way things are nowadays. We tend to be looking for a certain amount of external things for happiness and we're not looking internally. And so that's the best place to start. Start quizzing yourself. What makes you happy? Do more of it. If it's travel, go travel. If it's, you know, if you're family orientated, spend more time with your family, settle down. Um, Whatever it is, everyone's different. Everyone's individual. Find out what works for you and then don't be afraid to reach out for help. So yeah, that's it guys. It's a very short episode today. Um, it wasn't structured at all. I probably repeated myself a hundred times over on different things. It was kind of, um, it was one of them episodes where I just pressed record and talk. It had been on my mind since I seen that Will Smith meme the last day. Um, I found some time this afternoon, so I pulled the mic out, plugged it in, pressed record and just started talking. And um, hopefully when I go to edit it now, it will sort of come together a little bit. But yeah. Um, I'm going to link up in the podcast notes some mental health services that if anyone has been listening and it touched a nerve or it got you thinking and you feel like you need to reach out and speak, you know, talk to some of these guys, the likes of Samaritans Ireland, Pieta House, you know, so sad. These are all free counseling services. You can talk to a stranger. You can do it anonymously if you just need to get someone off your chest. And, you know, they're trained professionals that can help you. Which what with what you're going through, um, and as I said, you can put that first step in place, and then look at where you can go from there. So I'm going to link up some of them phone numbers in the podcast notes, and after that, uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back with our next episode with another special guest, and yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast episodes, please go and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, whatever your podcast host is. And thanks again for listening. Have a great day.